Okay, praise the Lord, everyone, and good morning. Praise God. Anybody out there? <laughs> praise God. <laughs> praise the Lord. All right. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He brought us through. And uh, we're safe, we're sound, and we'll continue praying for our neighbors in the Bahamas and those families. Praise God. So this morning, I'm going to take you all on a journey through Chronicles. Praise the Lord. And we're going to start with 2 Chronicles, um, chapter 28 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. It's working again. Okay. All right. So it's my, the title of this uh, Sunday school lesson is called, It's Time for Restoration. Praise the Lord. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, and he did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord, as his father David had done. For he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and made mold images for the Baals. He burned incense in the valley of the son of Hinnon, and he burned his children in the fire according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. So King Ahaz had really messed things up. <laughs> and the devil, when he's done with you, he leaves you in a mess. <laughs> he does. So, but there's always hope when we feel we have polluted his temple, which is our bodies, and the devil tells you, see, I got you. There is hope in Jesus. It's time for restoration. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Praise God. It's time to go back and belong and repair and fix. It's time to get new strength, to get those blessings that have been waiting for us. Praise God. So let's see what happens here. So after Ahaz died, Hezekiah came to rule over Jerusalem. And so here's where restoration begins. It says here in verse 29, Hezekiah began to reign when he was five. I'm sorry, chapter 29, verse 1. Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and 20 years old. So he was 25. He reigned nine and 20 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Abihah and the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. At least someone is going to do something good, <laughs> according to all that David, his father, had done. He went and he repaired doors, and he opened the house of God, and he repaired the children of Israel had been out there too long and doing too many evil things. And when we backslide or when we have families that are not saved, this is what happens. Ahaz, their king, was evil and misled them to greater sin, and the devil will do that. But now Hezekiah saw that things have to change and things have to get restored. God's people need a brand new touch. Praise the Lord. And it says in verse 5, And said him unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves. Sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. 
For our fathers have trespassed and done that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord our God, and have forsaken him, and have turned away their face from the habitation of the Lord, and turned their backs. So when you turn your back on God, you can always make a U-turn. But these people did not, <laughs> praise the Lord. Hezekiah had to come in and clean and sanctify everything in that temple. Even the people had to get sanctified. Praise God. He had to do a lot of things to make things right and restore things in the eyes of the Lord. In Chronicle 30 says, verse 8 through 10, he says, do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were. He's telling them. And sometimes we become stiff-necked. I know, I have a daughter that doesn't serve the Lord. And you could tell her what you want to tell her about God, but it goes in one year and it comes out the other. And I think about this, do not be stiff-necked. That's what happens. As your ancestors were, submit to the Lord. Come to the sanctuary. Come to the sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. <laughs> Come to church. <laughs> where she has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. Praise God. If you return to the Lord, he continues, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. That's what I love about our God. He will not turn his face from you. He will not turn his back on you. You could come here filthy, dirty, ragged in sin, and God will open his arms and love you again. Praise the Lord. He will love you. He will take you. He will embrace you. Praise God. God loves us. For God will always take us back no matter how far we've gone. Don't let the devil fool you and say there's no hope. There's no chance for me. I, don't, I can't do this anymore. God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. And not only will he touch you again, but your families will come too if you bring them. So Hezekiah had to restore the temple back to sanctity. He destroyed the idols. He sanctified the people, the offerings, the instruments, the altar vessels, the temple. Even the worship had to be renewed. The people were even healed and restored, and their worship was restored. So in 2 Chronicles 30, 18 to 20 says, for a multitude of the people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh, Ishakar and Zebulun had not cleansed themselves, yet they did eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them saying, the good Lord pardons everyone that prepare his heart to seek God. The Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary, and the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. Even though they were not cleansed, had been sanctified, they were able to participate of the Passover. And not only that, he cleansed and he healed them. That's what God's mercy is all about. 
Church, that's what restoration is all about. It's cleansing you again and bringing you back to his fold. You can still walk in here, backsit in lots of sin, and God's mercy will forgive and cleanse and restore you back. Praise the Lord. Don't we serve an awesome God? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then it says in 2 Chronicles 30, 25, 26, and 27, And all the congregation of Judah with the priests and the Levites and all the congregation that came out of Israel and the strangers that came out of the land of Israel that dwell in Judah, they rejoice. Praise the Lord. There was great joy in Jerusalem for since the days of Solomon's son of David, king of Israel. There had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. The priests and the Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard them. For their prayers reached heaven, his holy dwelling place, even unto heaven. Our prayers reach heaven when you're praying for the lost, when you're praying for the sick, when you're praying for those that are weak, God hears our prayers. What great joy. We are going to experience this when we come back to the Lord. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Imagine what heaven is going to be like. Jesus has his arms wide open telling us, come, my children, come back into your father's arms isn't this wonderful just thinking about it, that God can love us that much, praise the Lord, and take us into his arms of love, praise God. So it says here in 2 Chronicles 31.10, And Azariah, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, Since the people began to bring the contributions to the temple of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and plenty to spare because the Lord has blessed his people and this great amount is left over. So when they came back, they started to give again. They started to bless God and God gave them more than what they had. He blessed their offerings. He blessed their givings. He blessed their contributions. Praise God. And they had so much left, praise God. So now the people are bringing tithes, offerings, whatever they're bringing. And the Lord is blessing them. After the children of Israel were restored, they started to pay tithes and offerings again and receive heaps of blessings from it. When you give God his portion, he will give you back more. You cannot outgive the Lord. This is what restoration does, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. In Chronicles 31, 20 and 21, And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah, and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, he did it with all his heart and prosper. Whatever we do for God, we have to do it all our heart if you want to prosper. Don't do because there's nothing else to do and you just want a gift because you don't want to have a guilty conscience. But whatever you do, you do it with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your life, with all your being, with all your breath. You do it unto God. 
you give everything to him because he did it for you. Praise the Lord. When he saw you out there all dirty and in sin, I'm sure he pushed whatever he could out of the way and he pulled you out out of the miry clay. Praise God. That is the God that we serve. So we owe him everything that we have. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we do. Praise God. And you will prosper if you stay on the right track. But you know something? I know that the enemy always shows up once in a while. So the enemy will not give up. Just when things are going so well, the enemy's on your trail. But you never give up. And that's what happened in the story. If we go to 2 Chronicles 32, 2 through 8. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib, hope I'm saying it right, <laughs> he was not a good man, was come and that he was proposed to fight against Jerusalem. Hezekiah took counsel with his people and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains which were without the city. Because Sennacherib wanted to come and destroy what God had been doing and restoring for these children of Israel. And he was jealous and he was mean. And he was going to come and fight against them. So Hezekiah had to tell him to stop the waters. Why have water here when the enemy comes? So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains. And the brook that ran through the midst of the land saying, why should the king of Assyria come and find water? We're not going to give him any water. Also, he strengthened himself. Hezekiah strengthened himself. And sometimes you got to do that when the enemy comes in like a flood. It's no time to sit there all week and moping. It's time to strengthen yourself, pick yourself up. Praise God. And build a wall, a hedge of angels around you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And that's what they did. They built up all the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers. When the enemy comes against you, you have to do that. You pray that God puts protection on you. Praise the Lord. And they built another wall without. And they repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. And he set captains of war over the people. And he gathered them together to him the street of the gate of the city. And he spake comfortably. I like that. He wasn't, hey, he's coming, do, do this. Oh, no, he wasn't in a panic. He was speaking comfortable to them. He knew that he served a God that was alive and well and was going to see them free from the enemy. He knew that God was going to help them. He knew he could depend on the Lord, the God Almighty, the I Am. Praise God. And he told them, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismay for the king of Assyria. In other words, don't get afraid because the devil's on your trail. Turn around and sick him with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Don't be afraid. Praise the Lord. And he told them, don't be afraid. Nor for the multitudes that are with him. Don't be afraid. For there be more with us than with him. That's right. God and you, are, you and God are a majority. You and God are a majority. If it's only you, you have a multitude because God is a majority. 
Praise God. That's right. Praise the Lord. You're not fighting this battle alone. God is in front of you, and he's going to fight the battle for you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it says here, with him is an arm of flesh. That's what he's telling these people. This king, Sennacherib, okay, he has an army. But he's saying here, with him is an arm of flesh. What is flesh can do? But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. They knew they could depend on the word of God. They knew that the word of God is powerful. They knew at the sound of that name that demons have to flee. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So when you have someone coming in here, that has been lost and is trying to get restoration. Surround him. We need to surround these people and build that wall around them and pray over them and fight the enemy with them and bring down the strongholds in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So when the enemy comes in like a flood to take you back or take away from you what God has given you, you arm yourself for war. You don't arm yourself for pity parties. Oh, the devil's after me, this and that. No, you arm yourself for war. It's time to get in your war room and fight with every prayer, every shout, every praise, every worship you can give God. Praise the Lord. You don't go in there quiet. You go in there and you make noise. Praise God. Asking God to put worry angels around you. Plead the blood of Jesus upon your life and your family in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And so, verse 20 says, For this cause Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos, they prayed and they cried to heaven because they knew what they were facing. And the Lord sent an angel which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. You see how God answered them? He came and he destroyed that. So he, when the king went back, this Santa Sherub. So when he returned, he returned back to his camp. He returned with shame of face. I'm pretty sure he was embarrassed. And he had his tails wagging between his legs like the dogs do. And I'm sure he was very embarrassed. And he didn't know what to do because he didn't win that battle. Praise God. And it says when he returned with shame of face to his own land, and when he was coming to the house of his God, little G, his little false God, they that came forth of his own bowels slew him there with the sword and they killed him. Praise God. But Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah prayed and they cried unto heaven. When you're trying to do a comeback, the enemy will come in like a flood and speak to you evil about the brethren, evil about the church, evil about everything. He will mock you. He will put you down. He will say you're no good. There's no hope. You're not worth it. You're not loved. All kind of crazy things. But he's a liar, and you cannot believe him. He's the father of lies, the grandfather, the great-grandfather, and everything else of lies. Praise God. And he will mock you and put you down. God is still in the restoration business. He is still in the saving business. He's still in the healing business. He's the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. 
Praise God. He does not change. Praise the Lord. He can and he will deliver you out of the hands of the enemy. So King Sennacherib was put to shame and went back to his own land and they killed him. Devil, don't mess with God's children. That's all I can say. Don't mess with God's children. After all this, the Bible says that Hezekiah prospered. Through trials and tribulations, he still won the heart of God and was blessed abundantly. Church, it's time for restoration. If you haven't had a brand new touch with God, it's time to get it again. It's time to go back and take a dip, praise God. Take a dip of the Holy Ghost. Get restored, praise God. It's time to stop listening to the enemy and take control of your life. You have the Holy Ghost power inside of you to be able to fight off the darts of the enemy. You're not alone, praise God. And everlasting joy is waiting for us when we get to heaven. Let's read Isaiah 61 and 7. Isaiah 61 and 7. I love this scripture. It says, instead of, your, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and an everlasting joy will be yours. Praise God. Don't be ashamed if you have backslidden, there's something wrong, whatever. Come back and get your double portion. Come back and get your inheritance, praise God. We have an inheritance with Jesus, praise the Lord. You'll get a double portion and everlasting joy with him, praise God. Because his mercy endures forever. Saints, can we get a praise? Can we just worship him right now, praise God? Oh, God is so good. Oh, it's true. we just want to praise him, praise the Lord. Just like the prodigal son that was restored, God is still mending that which is broken. You can't come to God fixed, no such thing. You got to be broken so he can fix you, praise the Lord. Because he's the potter and we're just the clay, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for restoration. Thank you, God, for touching and molding us and providing every need. Praise God, and healing our bodies and healing our souls. Praise the Lord. It's time to go back and get a brand new touch from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we stand? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. And we ask you, Jesus, to continue to touch us and bless us. Lord God, that we can reach out to the lost souls and those that have left your path, Lord. Let us reach them, Lord God. That they come back, Lord Jesus. We ask you, God, right now to bless the service today, Lord. Touch the souls at the altar. Touch, Lord God, our saints that knew our brand new touch from you, Lord. Touch those that need to be restored, Lord. We ask you, Jesus, to bring healing and strength to those that are broken, Lord. For you are the mentor. You are the fixer, Lord. You are the everlasting Father. We worship and we praise you, Lord. And we thank you, God. And we ask the Lord to continue to bless us throughout the day, Lord. Let us be sensitive, Lord God, today in the service, that we can reach those that are seeking you, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, continue to bless those people in the Bahamas, Lord God. Surround them with angels, Lord God. Watch over them, Lord. We thank you, God, for those that are here today and those that are on their way. Bring them safely, Lord God, to your house of worship. 
we thank you for this opportunity that we've had to be here this morning, Lord. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honors forever and ever, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.